Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What is up guys? In this video, I'm going to be going through my start sits at the tight end position. So breaking down every single week 17 matchup and listing every fantasy relevant tight end as either a start or a sit. This is my last start sit video of the week. So you can go check out my running back, wide receiver and quarterback videos. Those are up on my channel. But before I get into the first matchup, I just want to say that if you guys have any fantasy questions today or could be later in the week, feel free to just drop them in the comments on any of these videos. I'm going to be checking them, make sure I'm answering all your guys' questions because I'm not going to do ranking videos this week. I'm traveling and with COVID and all this stuff, it's really hard to do rankings because then the next day you found out a bunch of dudes have COVID and it shifts everything around. So I think it's just easier if you guys, you know, need questions answered, just drop them in the comments. I'll be responding all throughout the week. It's championship week, so I just want to make sure you guys know, just ask me any question, I will make sure to get back to you. But let's jump into the first game where we have the Eagles taking on the Washington football team. For the Eagles, I think you can start Dallas Goddard as like a mid to back end tight end one. We know he has a decent ceiling. He's a very solid player. The issue is there's just not going to be a lot of passing volume to go around from Jalen Hurts on this offense. So it really seems like every week it's either Dallas Goddard or it is Devonta Smith who has the big game. We just don't know who it is going to be. For the Washington football team, I think you're definitely fading Ricky Seals-Jones. Just really no interest there in having him in my lineup. Then in this Panthers-Saints divisional matchup, just fading all the tight ends here. Tommy Tremble for the Panthers and then Adam Troutman and Jawan Johnson. Both of them are on the COVID list right now. We don't know if they're going to get activated. And even if they are activated, I still just want no part of them in my starting lineups. Then we have the Buccaneers taking on the Jets. Rob Gronkowski, a few down games in a row. After coming back from a few of those injuries, he was pretty dominant. Then last week against the Saints, really struggled, was targeted 11 times. So the volume was there. He had at least two or three drops. Four passes he probably could have brought in. So he struggled, but you know, I could kind of give a pass there. It was a rough game. Then he had another rough game this past weekend against the Panthers. Had an opportunity, dropped a touchdown pass. I still think you fire him up as like a mid-tier tight end one, especially with the lack of weapons the Bucks have right now. But I don't think, you know, he's in that argument for a high-end tight end one like he was just a few weeks ago. And then on the other side with the Jets, just no interest here in Ryan Griffin. That leads me into the Dolphins-Titans matchup. For the Dolphins, I think you can rely on Mike Gusecki as like a mid to back end tight end one. We know he has those huge ceiling games, and he also has those games where he goes out three for 40, you know, four for 50, and you're a little bit disappointed, but I think he has, you know, a decent enough in terms of a floor where he could be a solid start in your lineup. On the other side with the Titans, just not interested with anyone here. Anthony Ferkser or Swaim, don't want either of them in my lineups. Then we've got the Jaguars taking on the Patriots. I want no part of this game at all at the tight end position. James O'Shaughnessy, just not a ton of production out of that tight end slot from the Jaguars. For the Patriots, you know, Hunter Henry kind of presented himself as a startable player last week after that monster game he had. He was someone I was kind of fading for a while just because he was very touchdown dependent, but then he went out, saw the volume, in what was that? That was week 15. Then week 16 comes out, just, you know, absolutely lays an egg. I think he had like one reception, but just a total flop in lineups. So I just don't think you can rely on him. 
this game just seems like it's going to be a run funnel for the Patriots. I think they're mid-double-digit point favorites, so this is going to be a game where Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson just feast, and then John Smith hasn't been relevant all year, so both Hunter Henry and Smith are going to be sits. Then we have the Raiders taking on the Colts. For the Raiders, you're firing up Darren Waller in your lineup if he is back. He's missed a bunch of games recently. It didn't seem like he was super close to coming back, so I wouldn't be shocked if he's out again in Week 17. But if he plays, I do think he is very startable. For the Colts, you just don't want any part of Jack Doyle or Mo Cox. The next game is going to be a big-time matchup between the Chiefs and the Bengals. Definitely some huge playoff implications here. But for the tight end position, I'm assuming Travis Kelsey is going to be off of the COVID list. You know, it seemed like he was pretty close to being able to play on Sunday. Kelsey's obviously going to be a start every single week, high-end tight end one. For the Bengals, Uzama saw a decent amount of targets on Sunday, but I mean, that was just a game where they were passing the ball all over the place. I have no trust in him moving forward, and that is why he is a sit. Another game where I don't really trust the options, Giants traveling to Chicago to take on the Bears. Evan Ingram really hasn't done anything all season. That offense is just absolutely pitiful, so avoiding him. And then for the Bears, Cole Komet is someone who has been startable. He sees a decent amount of volume on a week-to-week basis. The problem is he just has zero touchdown upside. I think he has one touchdown on the season. That actually may be an overstatement. I think it actually is one or zero. So just no touchdown production. And you know, you could say that's unlucky, but it also is kind of schemed into their offense. Jimmy Graham doesn't see a ton of snaps, but anytime they're by the goal line in the red zone, Jimmy Graham is out there and Cole Komet is on the bench. So Komet just doesn't have that ceiling for me to want to start him, which is why he is a sit. And then in this next game, I think this may be the only matchup where I have two tight ends that are both starts, Falcons taking on the Bills. Kyle Pitts just continues to rack up volume and yardage, doesn't get into the end zone, but still having a very, very impressive season. And I think he's going to be someone who I'm targeting heavily going into 2022 after kind of fading him going into this season. So he's a start for the Bills. Continue to fire up Dawson Knox. Can see volume on a week-to-week basis, but is also just a top-tier red zone threat in that offense. Texans 49ers is up next for the Texans. Sitting Brevin Jordan. Just not a ton of firepower on that offense. Brandon Cooks is going to be back. You know, he's had a few decent games, but just not enough reliability for the 49ers. George Kittle coming off a down game. If you could have, you know, survived that rough performance, good thing because he's going to be a fire up start again. We know he has that massive ceiling. It's just tough when you have Kittle, Debo, and Ayuk. It always seems like there's one player who's kind of the odd man out. It was Kittle last week. I'm expecting a big time bounce back. Then we have a divisional matchup between the Broncos and the Chargers. Sitting both of these tight ends, Noah Fant for the Broncos. I mean, that offense is just horrible. And then for the Chargers, sitting Jared Cook, just not a top priority in that offense. In another kind of big time matchup, we have the Rams taking on the Ravens. For the Rams, Tyler Higbee wasn't horrible on Sunday in his return, but still not someone who has, you know, enough consistency for me to want to plug him into my lineup. For the Ravens, Mark Andrews continues to operate as the overall tight end one. The man is a monster volume, big plays, gets into the end zone. He really has it all. So continue to very comfortably fire him up as probably the tight end one overall. That leads us into the Lions-Seahawks game with TJ Hawkinson out for the season. 
Just nothing going on here for the Lions. I've got Brock Wright here listed as a sit. Never even heard of the dude. So that tells you all you need to know. For the Seahawks, I think Gerald Everett is like a back-end, tight-end one play. Really with this entire offense struggling, Russ has not played well. Metcalf, Lockett, you know, definitely have been underperforming. Gerald Everett just continues to put up numbers. And if he's able to produce in games where the offense isn't great, I feel like that gives him a decent floor and a pretty high potential ceiling if they do click. I mean, this is a game against the Lions where it could kind of end up being a high-scoring game, at least on the Seahawks side. So I think Gerald Everett could be a guy you throw into your lineup. I think I mentioned earlier there was only one game with two starts. That was not true because here with the Cardinals taking on the Cowboys, I like both Zach Ertz and Dalton Schultz in my lineup. Zach Ertz seen a lot of volume with DeAndre Hopkins out, and Dalton Schultz just continues to produce on that Cowboys offense. I kind of thought he was going to get phased out once you had Gallup, Cooper, and CeeDee Lamb all together. That has not been the case. The man just continues to put up really solid numbers. So good to see if you're a Dalton Schultz owner. Then we've got the Minnesota Vikings taking on the Packers, really just avoiding this tight end position here. Tyler Conklin's always been like a waiver wire pickup, but never really someone you truly trust in your starting lineup. And then for the Packers, Josiah DeGuara, just not seen enough volume, doesn't have a big enough role. You definitely want him on your bench. I mean, you probably don't even want him on your roster. He should definitely ban waivers. So sits for both of those players. And then the final game of the week, Browns taking on the Steelers, a divisional matchup. Per usual, I'm just fading this entire Browns tight end room. Austin Hooper, David Njoku, Harrison Bryant. You never know, you know who's going to get into the end zone, who's going to have the big game. So best to just avoid all of those players. For the Steelers, I think Fryermuth kind of slots in as like a back end, tight end one option. Missed Sunday's game, so we don't know if he's going to be back on Sunday, but he just kind of takes a little bit of a hit, not because of his performance, really just because the Steelers' offense as a whole looks absolutely miserable. So I just don't know if he's going to see as many scoring opportunities as he did earlier in the season. But that is going to wrap it up for my tight end start sits. Like I mentioned at the top of the video, if you guys have any fantasy questions today or later in the week, feel free to drop those in the comment section. I'll make sure to respond to every single person. Thank you guys so much for stopping by. If you enjoyed the video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. Thank you for tuning in and I'll see you next time.